In today's episode of the Ditching Imposter Syndrome podcast, we're going to be talking about why mindset isn't enough to shift imposter syndrome, yet it is the most common approach that most people try and advise. You can find show notes for today's episode at impostorsyndromepodcast.fm forward slash 015. This episode is for you if you have ever tried positive thinking and found it didn't work when imposter syndrome struck, if your inner critic didn't respond well to willpower, and if you still find yourself subconsciously self-sabotaging, especially on the things that matter to you most. Welcome. So here's what we're going to cover today about why mindset is not enough to shift imposter syndrome. We're going to start with looking at what my research showed about the problems with using mindset to deal with the secret fear of feeling like a fraud. We're going to talk about why it's not your fault if positive thinking hasn't worked for you to shift this and how my imposter syndrome iceberg model holds the key to setting yourself free from imposter syndrome once and for all. So if you're new here, welcome. Imposter syndrome is something we define as that secret fear of being found out as not good enough, as not belonging, as not being able to do what you think other people around you can do, despite the outside world thinking you've got your act together and you're pretty confident. And one of the most common approaches people try to deal with imposter syndrome, and I see coaches and gurus and celebrities and Google all advising this, is that we need to shift our mindset. So there we are, three o'clock in the morning or 3 p.m. presenting to the board, beating ourselves up inside. What if this is the final straw that makes them realize I'm not good enough? What if they realize they made a mistake hiring me? Who am I to be doing this? And we're supposed to somehow mindset our way out of that. Just give ourselves a pep talk. Oh, don't be so stupid, Claire. Of course you're good enough. Of course they didn't make a mistake hiring you. Well, here's the problem with that. It sets us up for what I call the imposter syndrome pantomime. You imagine we're watching a pantomime and it's Dr. Doolittle and you've got push me, pull you, that that two-headed horse or donkey or llama or whatever it was. And you've got one side saying, oh, Claire, you're absolutely rubbish. You're not good enough. They're going to find you out. You don't know as much as you should. You don't belong here. Who are you to be doing this? And then you've got the other side saying, oh, no, Claire, you're brilliant. You definitely belong here. You deserve to be here. The two sides of you create an incredible inner conflict. When we try to use mindset to fix imposter syndrome, we're sticking it there at that thinking level, okay? But as Einstein allegedly said, you cannot solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. If we thought ourselves into a bout of imposter syndrome, which is often how it kicks off, a couple of thoughts that then cascade into each other, then it's very hard to think our way out of it. So the imposter syndrome pantomime happens partly because we have rehearsed the imposter syndrome stories we tell ourselves, the mind story drama. That means that we've created neural pathways in the brain, meaning that those stories become our go-to from the tiniest triggers. We've also primed the body to need the biochemical reactions that those thoughts create and the emotions that they create. It might be stress, it might be cortisol, adrenaline running through. So we've primed the body, we've primed the mind to think the thoughts that are beating us up. When we then try and use positive thinking, it is like we are plastering over the top. At some level, we know we're pretending. So yeah, rationally, logically, yeah, of course, we know we're probably good enough. Yeah, we've not been fired, we're not being criticised usually. 
But if deep inside the stories that you're telling yourself, the stories that your body is feeling because the body feels every thought we think, if those are beating ourselves up at some level, we feel, perceive that that positive self-talk is a lie. And this is why, for example, in my inner critic bootcamp program and my imposter syndrome first aider training, I actually teach people how to go through neutral, how to rewire those neural pathways, how to take the body through neutral to release that cellular level addiction to the adrenaline and the cortisol so we can genuinely set ourselves free from those thoughts. But that's a topic for another day. So if positive thinking, pep talks, mindset have not been working for you, to be able to deal with imposter syndrome, to set yourself free from it. It's because the neural pathways are wired to think the thoughts you habitually think. Your body is primed to expect those thoughts and to want more of those thoughts. And you cannot, just like changing gear in a car, for those of you who are like me, who are, you know, Brit and we drive cars with gear sticks, stick shifts, you can't go from first gear to second gear without going through neutral. Otherwise, you end up with an incredibly expensive gearbox repair. It's the same with the thoughts driving imposter syndrome. We cannot switch. We can't flip from negative self-talk, beating ourselves up, straight to praising ourselves and expect it to stick. So one of the other reasons that mindset is not enough is explained by my imposter syndrome iceberg model, which came from the landmark 2019 imposter syndrome research study that I led. So the imposter syndrome iceberg explains that imposter syndrome is not a mindset level issue. It's running much deeper below the surface. So right at the surface, and there's a diagram for this on the show notes page at impostorsyndromepodcast.fm forward slash 015. Make sure you go and check that out if you're a visual thinker. Above the surface of the water, the iceberg, we've got our actions. That's normally stuff we're consciously aware of. Yeah, there's lots of stuff we do on autopilot, but it's quite easy to be consciously aware of what we're doing. The next layer down is our thoughts. And our thoughts massively influence our actions. Sometimes we're consciously aware of them, usually we're not. And we work really hard to drown them out, yeah? Everything from having TV and radio on in the background to multi-screening. The next layer down is about our beliefs, our capabilities, our skills, what we can and can't do. This is where self-doubt and self-confidence lie. That's what we can and can't do. This is where mindset can work brilliantly. But then we go another layer deeper, what's important to us, our values. And these are something we often don't hold in conscious awareness. We can ask ourselves self-mentoring questions to find them out, but what's important to us, what makes us pay attention to things is running deeply below the surface. Then at the bottom of the iceberg, we have our sense of self, our sense of identity, Who am I? What is my place in the world? Where do I belong? And this is where imposter syndrome hangs out. How do we know this? Because when we did the research study, we found that there were two types of self-talk running. When someone was running self-doubt or lack of confidence, they were talking about what they can and can't do. I don't know enough. I can't present well. It was about their skills and their capabilities. When they then had specific training for those skills and capabilities, their confidence increased, the self-doubt disappeared. This is where mindset and classic coaching work really well. Those people who were running imposter syndrome were probably running self-doubt, 
but they were talking about it differently. Who am I to do this? What if they find me out? What if they realize I am a fraud? I don't belong here. Do you hear all of those I and me statements and the word am? That sense of who am I? So self-doubt is about what we can and can't do. Imposter syndrome is about who we are. And the imposter syndrome iceberg model helps to remind us that tinkering away at the surface with mindset and doing a little bit of positive thinking and throwing in a couple of affirmations might ease the pain, but it's not going to solve the problem. You need to be working at a much deeper level. Luckily, it's so much easier than you might think. But this is why if you've been trying mindset to deal with imposter syndrome and willpower, you'll have been getting very patchy results. It's not your fault. So mindset's really important. Willpower is really important, but we need to stop pretending that it's enough to deal with imposter syndrome. If you're running imposter syndrome, it's why I deal with my five-step process, which I'm going to be covering in an episode very soon. So please make sure you subscribe, ditchingimpostorsyndrome.com to get an email when that episode comes out. Mindset's important, but it's not deep enough. The five-step process, very briefly, is we need to clear out the myths that hold us back, keep us stuck about imposter syndrome. Then we need to tame our inner critic. This is where the self-talk and the mindset comes in, but that's only step two of five when you're dealing with imposter syndrome. Then we move into clearing out the hidden blocks, fears, beliefs, excuses. Then we really shift our sense of self. Step four is about shifting who you see yourself as being, allowing yourself to become that bigger, more whole version of who you really are. And step five is consciously creating a future from that place rather than the old, armoured, masked up, defensive, fear-based sense of self that imposter syndrome can cause. So I hope you found that useful today. That is why mindset isn't enough to shift imposter syndrome. If that's what you've been trying, you've not done anything wrong, but it's also not your fault if it hasn't worked. And I hope that the imposter syndrome iceberg model there has helped you get your head around a bit why that is. There are resources over at the show notes page at impostorsyndromepodcast.com dot fm forward slash zero one five including the white paper for the research study that i've mentioned including those two programs i've mentioned and of course the five steps to ditching imposter syndrome are there for you step by step in the book ditching imposter syndrome available via amazon and to order from your favorite retailer And if you found today useful, make sure you catch the next episode, which is going to be diving in in much more detail on five simple steps that you need to take to set yourself free from imposter syndrome once and for all. I've mentioned them briefly in today's episode. We're going to spend a whole episode going into them in more detail. I can't wait to share it with you. Have an amazing week.